waiting till it gets to pitching temp, which is usually overnight. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and then, and then, of course, pitching yeast. Mm-hmm. Any problems with doing that? You know, they're waiting. I guess you know, no, twelve no, no. hours, six uh, hours. You know, that that's what I used to do, and and so. Northern Brewer is the proud sponsor of the Brewing Network's Jameel Show. They have the widest selection of domestic and imported malts and grain, hops from all over the world, and a full line of liquid and dry yeast. No matter what style of beer you're brewing, Northern Brewer has the ingredients you need, plus fast shipping and expert staff to help you make the best beer possible. Please visit northernbrewer.com for all things homebrew. All homebrewers have a favorite commercial beer, but not everyone can make it. Welcome to the show that teaches you how, where you can challenge two masters, Jamil Zainashev and Tasty McDole. This is the Jamil Show. Can you brew it? Now here's Jamil. Hey, howdy. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. Welcome, Well, and here we are back in the fine uh, studios at the Rat Pad. Uh, it's good to be back and see your uh, lovely smiling face, my buddy. Yeah, well, I'm a lot prettier than that Palmer guy. <laughs> oh, he sounds good, but yeah. man. He knows his stuff, but you know, he's just, yeah. He's just no, I was listening, to the, I was listening to the shows this afternoon. That was pretty, that was pretty good. <laughs> pretty good stuff but you do need me i think in some of the time yeah, I yeah. Could, i'd be good in there i think once in a while i think so well, yeah we haven't had you on uh i need to come in, in just to ask like a follow-up question yeah oh yeah you used to be on uh every so once often in a while because there's some topic that i knew right, a little right, bit about right. or something yeah no it'd be great to have you back in yeah i'd do that yeah yeah or even just uh q a shows and you come in yeah and, yeah it's great because if i don't know i have i have backup yeah well, yeah. Usually, between all of us, we you know we have yeah. some sort of an answer, and yeah. but I, I get a lot of questions, so I can certainly, in terms of like follow oh, yeah. up questions, uh, yeah, pretty much in the head of the listeners. Absolutely. Well, and then speaking of which, you know, the listeners, uh, if you're if you're around at that uh, NHC in Seattle, come on out, see Tasty McDowell, see Justin, see. Uh, yeah, you could try the uh, Eric Ambassador clone again. Uh, Mitch said he's going to be there. Oh yeah, he's going to do. We're going to do it again. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> You're going, right, Jamil? Oh, yeah, I'll be there. Can we, uh, are you allowed to, to send beer to the anniversary party? Do we get heretic at BNA7? <sighs> well, we'll have to talk about that. Okay. I would I would absolutely love to. Um, I can't distribute in Washington without a distributor. Right. So We might need one ourselves anyway to get right. the other beer we want up, so yeah. let's talk about it. Right. Just, so we have to figure out some way of doing that. I, I was told one distributor would do a temporary license for us. And they said no. Oh. So, um, if I could find one, then, you know, that'd be great. All right, let's work on it. I'll, I'll, let me see what I could do. Because yeah. then you could not only be at BNA7, but, but I, Pro Night. Yeah, I could pour at Pro Night, which I'd like to do. Our beers have changed since the other Pro Night. Yeah. So I'd like to I'd like well, to get them out there. We got some new beers and things like that. So it'd be fun. Yeah. I, love the, I love the crowd there. So it'd be totally cool. Yeah. I had a licensing question. But that's all right. Never mind. Yeah. I, I, I realized in San Diego... You poured your beer, but you had your license in. Yeah, or we're You're California brewery. Right, right. The thing about Washington is we're out of state brewery. Mm. So, so I, I can't. So what if I personally bought a keg of beer and took it up up to uh, a party? Yeah, I don't know. In Seattle, 
And what's wrong with me doing, me doing that? Well, see, then I think you might need an importer's license or something. But I'm just an individual. I'm just a right. guy going to a party. That has, right. When, and I'm you're giving it away. Yeah. 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 We're giving right. it or... Yeah, you're having a party. Having a party. I mean, yeah. beers may be included, maybe it's not. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. Well, it certainly works for the BN uh, uh, hospitality suite after hours. <laughs> I mean, that's a, yeah. that's a private room. Exactly. Yeah, you it know. works great. Oh, yeah. So if nothing else, Heretic might have to sponsor in beer the uh, after hours right. uh, hotel room. Well, that that can be, that can be arranged. <laughs> okay. so, as long as it's legal, I've, I'll give you all the beer you, you guys can drink. So yeah. uh, It's usually legal for a while, and then someone well, brings in a goat uh, and I'll a stripper. And, yeah. Uh, some green jello. We'll send it up in. <laughs> And uh, my cornies, how about that? Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. okay. Right, right. Now we're talking. Now we got it. We'll yeah, see. We, we'll see. Yeah. yeah, we beat the system. Figure, yeah. figure something out. A little transfer, <laughs> transfer. Away we go. Well, anyways, uh, yeah, come on up and check it out. You got anything else going on, Tasty? Uh, anything exciting? Well, it's uh, yeah. It, well, I don't. It's, it's uh, festival season, so we did one uh, Saturday, and then uh, yeah, the right. next one is uh, the camp at camp out one that in Boonville. Yeah. One of our favorite festivals. Oh, that's next Saturday? Yeah, and then a month later is the Brewing Network uh, first inaugural Summer Bruce Fest on uh, Father's Day, right? Yeah, we're back right, in right. Toto Santos again. for yes. They asked us back for a Summer Fest on Father's Day. So if you haven't gotten that email yet, that's another I, beer email I, you'll I, be getting. I got that email. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to bring even more beer this time. Yeah, yeah. I think I am already committed to something um, I mean, we could do it if uh, if Chris and Warren can do it. I will have a talk with Chris and Warren myself yeah. if I have to. There you go. If you yeah. do, then they'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> if I talk to them, they'll be like, ah, <laughs> I'll talk Sorry, to them. Yeah, that's the yeah. so that we yeah. got that, and then BNA seven three days later up yeah, in yeah, Seattle. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. A lot coming up. Oh yeah, I'm going to be on the road. I'm going to be on the road with Peter and. Uh, Barry from Australia. Oh, great. <laughs> to another road trip. Nice. Yeah, that seems to be an annual thing. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I, great. Those guys are just a hoot. and uh, it has got to be sex involved. It wouldn't be that much. Fun. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, sure there is. Yeah, <laughs> lots. Sex with hands. Uh, Peter, he's a pretty handsome guy. <laughs> oh, he's, he's a looker. I'll tell you. He kind of got that Sean Connery he's, thing going on. He's well-groomed, too, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah I oh, yeah. I can see where you're going there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, he takes care of himself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's he, great. he takes care of himself. That's right. <laughs> All okay. right. Okay. Uh, what's our challenge for today, Justin? Well, today is an interesting challenge because it's the reigning champion in the double uh, IPA category at the Great American Beer okay. Festival. We're doing Kern River's uh, Citra double IPA. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were challenged to brew that. They're becoming popular, even though they're a tiny, uh, gosh, I wouldn't even call them a regional brewery, a tiny local brewery. It's a brew pub. In uh, Kernville, mm-hmm. California, and just a little brew pub. But um, and and the guy, by the way, the brewer had been a listener of the BN for a oh. long time. I met him years ago at the Bistro, oh, wow. um, and he, his beer was amazing years ago too. Just after he opened, uh-huh. and he's yeah. just gotten better and better, and he wins lots of awards. And so you guys have been challenged to brew the Citra IPA. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I've I've uh, I think I tried that beer at uh, uh, at GABF, and uh, I thought it was uh, fantastic. Had a great uh, character to it. Yeah, it's a, he always has it at the uh, the Bistro Double IPA Festival, and uh huh, uh huh, uh-huh. and uh-huh. What they have a judged uh, they judge the double IPAs, and they also have a, a popular vote. And his, this beer has won the uh, popular vote two years in a row. Wow, it's, just tastes awesome. better than I mean, you know, he's being poured along, you know, like uh, Pliny and stuff. Yeah, yeah, great stuff. All right, so uh, what we did is we sent. Uh, uh, our our own uh, lovely uh, push and jack down to uh, to uh, 
talk with the brewer and see about uh, finding out some information so we can take on that challenge. So let's do this. Let's take a short break. And when we come back, you'll hear uh, Push uh, and uh, the brewer from uh, Kern River talking about uh, double IPA. Back after this. In a world where everything has been lost. What happened to the city? It's in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization. Uh, I need a drink. Oh no, the liquor store's been ransacked. You looking for beer, stranger? (laughs) Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh, no. Those are non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. <gasps> oh, it can't be done. Come with me if you want the beer. Okay, I'm going to need some big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's going to get us wasted. Someone start heating water. And then From the creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you $7.99 Brew Saver Shipping, massive selection, and superior customer service comes... What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special secret elite. Elite Bare Bones Club, where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit! NicoBrew.com. N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W. NicoBrew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Blickman Engineering. Think innovation, passion, quality, and customer service. Blickman Gear is designed by brewers to give you a sense of pride in your equipment. At Blickman, they know what makes brewing a pain and build gear that makes it fun. Like the intuitive beer gun, a completely different approach to filling bottles. The Therminator Wart Chiller, a new take on a plate chiller that's sized for flow, performance, and the high groundwater temps homebrewers face every day. The Brewmometer, a brilliant weldless thermometer design with brewing parameters right on the dial. The auto sparge, ultimate simplicity for preventing an overflow or running your mash tun dry. And much more, like the modular top-tier brewing stand, conical fermenters, and their boiler maker brew pots. With more cutting-edge equipment coming soon, keep up with the latest from Blickman at BlickmanEngineering.com and stay on the cutting edge. By popular vote from the Northwest Brewing News, HopTech has been voted the best homebrew shop in Northern California. 
Serving homebrewers for nearly 30 years in Dublin, California, HopTech carries more than 40 different kinds of hops and more than 60 different grains. Malt extract, spices and sugars, hop oils and extracts. Open every day except Wednesday or shop online anytime at HopTech.com or call 1-800-DRY-HOPS, 1-800-379-4677. With in-store classes almost every Saturday, huge selection and a dedicated commitment to their customers, HopTech is one of the longest-running and passionate homebrew stores, period. And now, by popular vote, the best homebrew shop in Northern California. And don't forget their 15% military discount. HopTech. Visit today at HopTech.com. Ewa, what's it feel like? Take awesome and multiply it by two. Yeah! <laughs> Spraying live beer radio all over your face. <laughs> Can't get any better than this, baby. <laughs> it's the Brewing Network. Hi, this is Push, and this morning I drove up into the Sequoia National Forest to the town of Kernville, California, and I'm sitting at Kern River Brewing Company with owner and brewmaster Kyle Smith. Hi, Kyle. Hey, how you doing? Welcome to the show. Thanks. So Kern River Brewing Company has been around for how long? Let's see. Going on six years, about five and a half years. We opened in June of 2006. And last year, I had the pleasure of seeing you run up on stage at the GABF to get a gold medal. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Uh, definitely didn't uh, expect that one, that's for sure. Not in that category. And the category was IPA. Right, the Imperial IPA category, yeah. So that beer was Citra IPA. Correct. That's a beer that we've had a bunch of requests for. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Describe it maybe for someone who's never had it. Well, you know, this beer is uh, it's 8% alcohol. It's a double IPA. It's really your West Coast hop-forward, citrusy beer. Lots of dry hop additions. Actually, four dry hop additions. It's um, it's definitely your West Coast in-your-face IPA. Was it a homebrew before it was a commercial beer, or did that one kind of come to life here in the brewery? Actually, this one came to life here in the brewery probably about three years ago. 2009 was when I uh, first brewed the very first batch of Citra. How far out does it reach? Where can people can people even get it outside of coming here to the brew pub? Yeah, we do a, um, a small run distribution um, down to our distributor, El Dorado Distributing. Uh, down in Orange County, um, but even then, you know, you're looking at maybe 120 cases that go outside of here, out of Kernville, and uh, out of how big of a, a is that a whole batch size or how, how what is your batch size? Well, our batch when we do a larger batch like that for a run, so that would be a, a 20 barrel batch. Um, so it'd be three three brews um, put into our 20 barrel fermenter. Ah, so, so you have a seven barrel brew house correct a seven barrel brew house okay we have um, two 15 barrel fermenters um, two seven barrels and 120. Gotcha. Okay, but when you're brewing citra, you're brewing seven barrels at a time, and then you'll you'll triple up for the for the big batch to get bottled. Correct. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. That's a long brew day. Yeah, very long, very long <laughs> for sure. Uh, all right. Well, let's jump in. What uh, what is this beer? What's the starting gravity when you're when you're brewing citra IPA? Uh, the starting gravity is um, 1.070. You measure in, uh, in? Yeah, I, I, I uh, still measure in, yeah, in specific gravity. Specific gravity. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I don't understand. I mean, I can convert it over to Play-Doh if needed, but... Um, I think brewers who use Play-Doh are pompous and jerks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just kidding, every other brewer. 
uh, uh, starts off at 1070, and what does it finish at? Um, you know, it's pretty dry. It usually finishes right around um, 1010. Nice. And I, I know it's a bitter beer. But it's a very smooth bitterness. What, what are the IBUs you shoot for? Correct. Yeah, the, the IBUs come in right around 68 to 70. Mm. But, you know, with so many dry hop additions, it kind of um, it kind of balances it out if there's such a thing. And the, the grain bill itself is not a real heavy grain bill. What I mean is there's not much caramel malts. Mm-hmm. So um, it's kind of on the lighter side. Cool. So um, it's, yeah, it's definitely most of the... Most of the flavor characteristics come from the dry hop additions. Yeah. The one thing with Citra that I've found is you can overdo it. There's mm-hmm. kind of a fine line there. If you get too much, it's it's basically like you're drinking, you know, mango juice or something, some type of a fruit juice. Have you ever um, overdone it? I have the first few batches. I think um, we kind of tweaked it since then. What did um, you do? Did you end up going with it overdone or did you try to brew a lower... Uh, oh, I guess you didn't because it was all in the dry hop. So Right, it was all in the dry hop. So luckily, the first few times, we just ba- basically did a seven-barrel batch. Nice. Um, and we put seven barrels. By the time we get in the serving tank, you're looking at six barrels. Sure. It doesn't take long to blow through. We get six barrels. And it's funny because there's still a lot of locals that um, really like those original recipes. And if you... Sometimes we will tweak them a little bit, and so sometimes when we do the smaller batches, and when I say the smaller batches, it's just a normal single batch day, and we're doing seven barrels. Um, we'll go back and kind of vary it from the original recipe for for some of the locals, and cool. uh, they really get a kick out of it. So tell me about the the grains that end up being the backbone of this beer. Well, we start off with the Great Western two rows, basically what we use for our base malt. And how much of that goes um, into that seven barrels? Um, so you're looking at 450 pounds, somewhere right around there, of two-row. Okay. And then your Carapils and Munich malts mm-hmm. and, let's see, C10 and wheat malt. Flaked or uh, unmalted wheat or? It's uh, the white wheat, the Brees white wheat. Gotcha. Yeah, sorry. The, the other ones before that were also Brees. Okay. All the uh, spe- for the all the specialties are Brees. Gotcha. Okay. Um, except for the next one, which would be the uh, honey malt, the Gambrinus honey malt, and that's a small percentage. The wheat and the the honey would be twelve pounds, and then the other three that I already listed are all twenty five. Twenty five pounds each. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I really like the honey malt. It it just seems to bring out a little bit of the hops when it comes to um, the dry hop additions. I think I use a honey malt in all of our IPAs and double IPAs. And then I like the, you know, the wheat and the carapils for a little bit of head retention. Yeah, that beer does pour beautifully in a glass. What's the, what color is it? What does it end up being the SRM? Oh, one? shoot, it's really light. Yeah. Um, God, I haven't even run out the SRM. I mean, it looks you know, like I maybe mean, it's some, seven, eight, maybe? Yeah, at the most. Yeah, maybe seven right in there. And when you're doing a seven-barrel batch, what's your boil time? How long do you boil this bad boy? Um, 60 minutes. Okay. All of our beers are basically brewed. Yeah, 60 minutes. 60-minute boil. Let's talk about mashing. Yeah. What temperature do you um, shoot for? I shoot for 148. I like to keep it below 150 mm-hmm. just for a drier beer. And do um, you do a single infusion? Yeah, a single infusion. With our brew house, we don't have the opportunity to do anything else. Do you do a mash out? you raise it up? Is there anything else to the mash profile? Yeah, the one thing that's inter- is probably interesting to most folks, but um, I don't have an issue with it. I, d- I do not do a verloff. We um, We run right off. I don't... Ha- 
I could rig up a system where I could do that. Just with with our system, it's it's not possible. And you know, I've never had an issue. Um, and I've talked to a lot of brewers, and it's kind of one of those things that it's kind of a controversy out there. Some people think that it needs to be done, and some don't. And I'm one of those people that don't see any issue. Well, obviously, if yeah. you're getting a gold medal, you know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Something's working. We're pretty happy. Okay. Is there anything else you do in the boil? Do you put any uh, kettle findings in or anything like that? Yeah, we do use a yeast nutrient. The one that we're using right now is um, the Servomyces from um, White Labs. Yeah. Servo in the kettle. Right. And I'm trying to think what we're using lately is um, is CopaClear tablets. CopaClear? Yeah. I haven't heard of that. Yeah. Uh, that we get from Brewer Supply Group. And okay. It works pretty good for us. Do you guys filter? No, we don't filter at all. Okay. Yeah. I mean, as small as we are, we don't have, like you saw, I mean, we don't have room for right. a filter. Yeah. And with the newer tanks, I mean, we can crash them, you know, keep them crashed for three days down at 32 and um, they're pretty clear beer. Beautiful. Okay. The hops for this beer. Mm-hmm. Tell me all, tell me about the hops. Okay. So we start off the boil and we add nugget mm-hmm. at 60 minutes. Okay. Um, two pounds of nugget, 32 ounces. And for the IBUs, we're shooting for somewhere around between 35, not too high, actually. I, I try to keep it a little bit lower. Okay. Just don't want a real bitter beer that's not balanced out. Most of my beers you'll find are not, they're not bitter. They're not gotcha. going to be really, really bitter. Okay. So, so, so you shoot for about a 35 IBU contribution or less. With right. That first or less. Edition. Yeah, okay. for sure. So would you say... More likely than not, it's like a 30 IBU contribution? Yeah, probably 30, 30 to 35. Okay. Okay, then the next edition is going to be at 30 minutes, mm-hmm. and that's going to be Citra, and that's also two pounds. And then you go... What what alpha acids or what IBUs are you hoping for out of that one? Um, you know, you're, you're looking probably between 17 and 18 in that 30-minute edition. And then you're going to go right into what I usually do is a 15-minute, mm-hmm. a 10, and a 5. Okay. And those are all Citra also. And about how much do you do then? Well, two pounds also in each, each edition. The whole way down? Yeah. And you said it. you're shooting for somewhere around 68 to 70 IBUs for the beer. Is that measured or calculated? Um, calculated, yeah. Okay. What formula do you guys use? It's um, ProMash. ProMash, ProMash yeah. is what I've been... Sure. I've been using off of that. I think it defaults to the Rager formula. Right, it does. Yeah. So is that it for kettle hops? Yeah, that's it. Okay. That's it. You guys do a whirlpool or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, we do do a whirlpool, but we just we don't do a whirlpool edition. Right. Um, on, so you're, on that beer. When your guys are done boiling, tell me about about how the how your process goes to get out of the kettle. Okay. So basically, once the boil's over, we'll flame out. We'll start our whirlpool. We'll whirlpool for 20 minutes. And then after the 20-minute whirlpool, we'll start our knockout, mm-hmm. and we'll run out of the heat exchanger. And our problem is, since our we get pretty hot here in the summertime, I bet. And we don't have our our heat exchanger isn't plumbed, so that um, the glycol can chill it also. So it just has top, tap water running in one direction and your wort running in the other direction. So we really have to throttle it down. Um, our variable frequency drive that we run on our pump, we lower that, 
down so it's it's basically running out pretty slow so a lot of times in the summer it takes us a good hour to knock out okay for seven barrels try to get it down and if we're lucky we're getting it down to between 70 78 um, but then again I mean if we if we can turn our jackets on on our um, fermenter it'll lower pretty quick once it you know once the wort gets transferred in sure and also another thing to mention as we're doing that is um, we're pumping our yeast into our wort as it's coming out of the heat exchanger oh okay so it's, on its way to the fermenter the yeast correct. is going right in yeah oh. so we what, what we do is we have a tea on the outside mm -hmm. uh, with a sight glass on there um, we have an oxygenation stone okay i was going to ask um, if you... so it comes out it hits the oxygen hits the tea where the yeast gets pumped into hmm. and then it heads over to the fermenter is it a house strain or well it's it's the california ale yeast strain is basically okay. uh, we get ours from white labs the L, the 001 correct and so you're you're pitching somewhere around 70 degrees you said yeah what temperature do you hold it at when you're doing fermentation um we hold it at 67 okay oh one thing i wanted to ask you about was the water up here you're right literally on it's not called kern river brewing for nothing you're on right. the kern river right so yeah. tell me about the water you used to brew with you know our water is excellent just before we opened california water which is our local water company just had brought in a filtration plant right in the middle of town and it's exact i met with them right before we opened and they were explaining to me that it's the exact same water treatment plan that gives Sierra Nevada their water, Sierra oh. Nevada brewing their water, that they don't filter. So we don't filter our water at all. It's a great, I mean, we got really lucky. Can um, you describe it? Is, is it soft? Is it hard? What it's do you hard. Know oh, it's, it's a hard water, which um, I think works out great for yeah. your hoppier beers. Okay. So now we get to the dry hopping. Okay, yeah, Which right. is the heart of this beer. Yeah, exactly. So tell me what you guys do after primary fermentation is complete, and, and how long does primary take? Well, it, it depends. Usually between six to eight days, and what we'll do is, if it ferments out in four days, we let it, we let it rest for a few days. Do you raise the temp at that point or do anything like that, or it sits there at 60? No, 60? it sits there at 67. Seven. What we do then is when we fill that it's time to start dry hopping, which is usually, you know, like I said, usually two days after fermentation. What we'll do is we'll we'll pull our yeast off the bottom of the cone, and then um, we'll do our first dry hop addition. And do you chill it down at that point or anything, or do you leave it no, right there? No, I do not. 67. I, yeah, okay. I really feel it's important to keep it warm. Okay. All of our dry hop additions are done warm. Um, so basically, you still do have a lot of yeast in suspension because, in ha you know, without sure. you know lowering that temperature, it hasn't had a chance to flock out. So, um, and I, I seem to think that that helps a lot. So, anyways, we'll do that first dry hop addition, and each one of our dry hop additions goes for three days. Ah, okay. So the first dry hop addition, you're in there for three days, and I always count that first day. You know, that we dry hop as one day, so you'll dry hop. Two days after that, then we dry hop again. And it's citra the whole way? Okay, so the first dry hop addition is citra amarillo. So you're looking... See, so this one's going to be tough because I've given everything else in a seven-barrel batch, so I should obviously give this in a seven-barrel Oh, no, that's hop. okay. You don't have to convert anything. So if you, so the dry hopping you do in a 20-barrel batch then. Right. So That's uh, what I'm used to. That's, that's what we usually do. No, I'd rather you stick to what you do. Okay. So in a 20-barrel batch, how much citra and Amarillo do you start with? 
Okay, so on a 20 barrel batch, you're looking at seven and a half pounds of citra and three and a half pounds of Amarillo. Okay, that sits in there then for three days. Right. And then? And this the second dry hop is just citra. Okay. That's another four and a half pounds. Okay, and then we do another three days. And that one's Amarillo, strictly Amarillo. Six pounds of Amarillo. And then the last day, or I'm sorry, three days later, the last dry hop edition is citra, and that's seven pounds. <laughs> But um, no wonder this beer is so popular. Yeah, the, the one thing also that I forgot to mention that I think is another important thing on top of you know the wort being warm at the time is that we cap it off also. Oh. So once we add the dry hops, we'll cap it off. Right on the first dry hop edition. Right, the first dry hop. And then obviously when we go to do another dry hop, we have to let that out because it'll build up in there. Sure. Sometimes, you know, you'll build up. 10 pounds of pressure in that tank just from, you know, the release of the oxygen that comes out of, of those pellets. Okay. And, and that's another thing I forgot to mention. All of our hops are pellet, pelletized. So uh, whatever whatever's coming out of solution at that point is coming in from the hops, basically, yeah. whatever's trapped in those pellets. Yeah, so what we'll do is between each dry hop, the day that we dry hop, we'll bleed that pressure off real slowly, dry hop again, cap it off, and then so on and so on. And then so three more days after that last seven-pound edition of Citra, it's ready to go? That's when we'll start crashing it. And then what we'll do is um, we'll start dumping the hops and the residual yeast that's still in there off of the tank. And then all of our tanks are unitanks. So then what we'll do is um, we'll crash it for a couple days, and then we'll start carbonating in that tank. You know, with that many dry hop additions, all three days apart, and the initial fermentation time, usually it hold it holds up a tank for a long time compared to your other beers. I mean, you're looking at you know close to almost 24, 28 days, especially when you start looking at your um, your time you're crashing it, and then the time you're carbonating it mm-hmm. also. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times it can tie up a tank almost a month. And um, so it's not, you know, when you start looking at a profitable beer, right. <laughs> it's not a profitable beer, especially with that many hops and holding up a tank for that long, but, but it's uh, fun. Is there anything else we need to know to brew this beer? Any tips or tricks or any part of your process that uh, we would need to know to turn out this Citra IPA? No, I don't think so. I think we covered everything. Cool. Well, when is the next uh, big batch of Citra coming on tap or going to be distributed? Uh, Mid-March. Mid-March should be um, the next larger batch, I should say, that would be available in bottles. Cool. Um, Can people find it anywhere online to buy? Are you on any of the online sites? No, we're not. Not for the Citra, because once it gets out there, you know, most of the stores that do get it, especially south of here, L.A. area, San Diego, um, even then, a lot of times they, it's a two bottle per person, you know, release. And a lot of times you have to know somebody that works at the store and they have it in the back or something like that. But we will also have a small amount up at the uh, Double IPA Festival in oh. Hayward at the Bistro. Excellent. Yeah. Where can people find, uh, you know, release information and things like that? about? Yeah, your either on the website, kernriverbrewing.com or our Facebook page. And then uh, we're on Twitter. 
Kern River Brewing no without G. the G. No G at right. the end. No G. <laughs> they cut me off on that. So Those was, bastards. I know. They probably use Play-Doh. <laughs> they probably do. Well, thanks, man. Thanks for taking the time to sit yeah, down no problem. and discuss all this with us. No Appreciate problem. it. Yeah. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Hey, Jack, what you doing? <laughs> playing Warcraft? No way. It's TBG time, buddy. TBG? Get with it. I'm playing that brewery game. What brewery game? No, that's the name of the site, thatbrewerygame.com. What? Yeah, check it out, man. If you've ever brewed beer in your dreams or wish you could mash in right from your desk at work, you can. Kind of. With That Brewery Game. You can brew up a great batch of beer from anywhere virtually. Then you can sell it because in That Brewery Game, it's legal to sell your beer to the public, create recipes, brew virtually, upgrade your equipment, upload labels, and test market your brand at thatbrewerygame.com. You still slinging pissed off birds into buildings from your phone? Forget that. Try making beer. Sweet. Register right now for your free account at thatbrewerygame.com. Brew. Drink. Play. Thatbrewerygame.com. Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmaster's Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmaster's database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe, and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmaster's Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it, with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmaster's Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BN Army in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. A vial of White Labs yeast is the key to your best beer. When you open a vial of White Labs yeast, you're giving your beer its best chance for a perfect fermentation. In addition to their already incredible variety of yeast, White Labs is proud to announce WLP 90, San Diego's super yeast, now available year-round. WLP 90 is super clean, super fast fermenting, with low esters and has a neutral flavor and aroma profile. It's alcohol tolerant and highly flocculent. For more of the latest White Labs news, click over to whitelabs.com, where you can read reviews of yeast, learn in the lab section, and join the customer club. And if you should find yourself in San Diego, White Labs has a brand new training facility for craft brewers and home brewers alike. Whitelabs.com. Discover yeast, nutrients, enzymes, and more for commercial breweries, home brewers, and homebrew stores. White Labs. It's all in the vial. Now back to the challenge. Can you brew it? All right, we're back. During the break, we uh, while you were listening to the interview, we enjoyed uh, two beers, one labeled A and one labeled B. To, well, a uh, for alcohol and B for boozy. <laughs> and uh, and they both have some some booze to them, <laughs> some warming, you know, eight yeah. percent. And uh, so we compare them, blind uh, tasting here. Uh, 
uh, Tasty knows which is which, but uh, Justin and I uh, don't. Uh, or we didn't before uh, when when they were poured to us. Um, <clears throat> well, let's get right to it. Uh, Justin, uh, what's your, your opinion here? Is clone, not clone? Well, I, I was thrown off at first. I was getting worried for Tasty because there was <laughs> a, I thought that there was a, a distinct aroma difference. And, and the difference wasn't that they had different, um, uh, different aromas in character. It's that one, one was really pungent, a, a very strong aroma coming out of it. And the other one had the same uh, uh, very um, tropical fruit is what the aroma is. One was just very pronounced and the other one was a little more, I wouldn't even say subdued, but it, it's, it's as if there was something else along with it uh-huh, uh-huh. besides just the tropical fruit that was, in, that was in the other one. And I guess what I'm talking about is B had a, had a very strong tropical fruit and A had the same, but, but something else was there. But then I tasted them, and they they taste identical. Um, they both have it's a high alcohol double IPA. Yeah. They are, so they're both a little. They both have that same kind of slightly boozy character, which mm-hmm. which works well with this beer. As a matter of fact, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, keeps the bitterness down. I think it kind of cuts through it. Mm. Uh, I say they're cloned. Um, yeah. After a little while, and I don't know if it's because uh, the IBUs will will beat up the palate. Mm-hmm. Even the aromatics uh, seem to level out and be much more similar. Right, right. But the characters were the same either way. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't say you have to change the hops to get the very pungent mm-hmm. um, tropical fruit that I got in in B right. to match A. I don't know. There's no. Um, like I said at the tasty at the break, there's no homebrew characteristic to either one of them that would make me go. Right. Even though they're cloned, that one's the homebrew. Yeah. I had no, I have no idea which one's the commercial beer and which one's the homebrew. Mm-hmm. They're both very mm-hmm. clean, very professional, and I say cloned. Right. Yeah, I, I had a lot of the, the same thoughts as you did uh, when they're first poured. Uh, you know, I got a, a much bolder hop character from one than the other, but they were similar. Um, and then over time, uh, they seem much closer in level, and uh, they both have that tropical fruit. Um, yeah. You know, one's hazier than the other. Um, yeah, that's true. But uh, other than that, you know, if you were to if you were to pour this for me, and I taste, it, I'd go, yeah, 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 that's it. And boy, you know, there's a ton of tropical fruit character in there. Um, you know, it's citrusy, tropical fruit. You know, mangoes. You know, papaya. You know, passion fruit, uh, pineapple. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think that uh, those characters are re- well represented in both. One seems slightly higher carbonated than the other. And, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, I guess if I, if you were giving me separate pints, maybe I wouldn't notice. But um, side by side, I noticed that. And other than that, uh, yeah, I'd say they're cloned. Um, you know, minor things, I wouldn't change necessarily anything. Yeah. It, you know, you, you mentioning all the different tropical fruits help me with something because right away when i smelled it i thought i've 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 smelled that before right in some other drink i've smelled it before but i just couldn't remember what and it's really just like a tropical fruit punch right i'm gonna drink tropical fruit punch because it has five different fruits in it that's what it the smell is is what it tastes like have you ever had those kern nectars yeah like that (laughs) oddly enough the kern Kern river brewing yeah Yeah, and they've got, you know, the mango, papaya, guava. Yeah. Yeah, it's got all that same kind of 
Yeah. You know, fresh tropical fruit kind of character. And even with the with the little bit of boozy, mm-hmm. it kind of smells like a Mai Tai. Oh, in that I was way. just about to right? say, yeah. <laughs> as soon as you started to mention that, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's like a, like a rum drink or Which something. Which is yeah. a fantastic aroma. Yeah, I'll yeah. tell Kyle to get some umbrellas for his beer. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, I don't necessarily want to drink a Mai Tai, but, but, the, but the aroma right, of one right, is, right, is right. wonderful. Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Very uh, citrusy. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Tasty? What well, you, what the, the one that's uh, carbonated, uh, more carbonated, is the commercial beer. Uh-huh. Um, just seemed to be just a little over-carbonated, I guess. I don't know. Because uh, I, I think it's, uh, mine's about right, it seems like. Uh-huh. Um, mine, yeah, mine is the B, and uh, the commercial beer is is the A sample. Ah. Uh, wow, what a great recipe. <laughs> Uh, the beer is just excellent out of the bat. I mean, it's just yeah. really good tasting uh, double IPA. I uh, can see why something of this caliber would uh, win the Great American Beer Festival in that category. Yep. Uh, yeah, they they both have a very very uh, very similar you know hop impression from the from the beginning to the middle, you know th- through to the end. Aroma, I, I did pick up that difference, but and I also noticed where. They sort of like you know came together at the, at the same thing. Uh-huh. I think my beer is probably slightly a little bit fresher, maybe. So it probably had you know some volatiles that maybe weren't you know that go, go out easily. But and then the, the base is left to to, pre, to present itself. Mm-hmm. That's probably what's already happened to his beer. Just the base is there. So I think that's why they're probably smelling very similar now. Right. Um, yeah, I got I got to say cloned, and uh, yeah. I've been taking the beer around to, uh, to some different events. Uh, which means like you know when there's brewers and I'm having them try this beer, and they're always curious about the recipe because mm-hmm. they know this is a famous beer, and but they all love the beer. Say, Listen to Can You Ruin? Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> where you can get it. Only place. Uh, yeah. yeah, and everybody's loving the beer. It's just amazing. Uh, yeah, it's, crazy. it's a great beer. You know, I it's would really ask you well. guys. You know, you said you're talking about maybe the the age difference being responsible for some of that aroma. I I'm pretty sure. That these beers are are very close to each other oh, yeah. in age, which we don't often get it's, here. No, no, I think Kyle's might be six weeks. weeks old. Mine's three. So I would yeah. want to ask you guys, and this is based on things I've heard from brewer interviews. If it if the difference more has something to do with things like um, dry hopping techniques, even and maybe this is a stupid question, but even like kettle dynamics and things like that. Oh like yeah, yeah. Head that's, pressure. Yeah, that's not a stupid question. In fermentation. Yeah. I would think that because since the characteristics are the same, yeah. but one has a more pungent, I just right. I would I would think about things like that more than age on this beer, or I would yeah, ask right. you guys about things like that. Right? No. no well, I'm going to ask Kyle. Like, he'll listen to the show, so you know. <clears throat> well, I'll ask him at, at some point afterwards, and I'll send him some of my beer, and he can taste them side by side. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I want to say if he, what can he attribute the differences to? Uh, I I think uh, his beer is fairly hazy, and I think that's. In some ways, sort of hides some characteristics of the beer. Okay. Uh, well, and um, you know, I, I think you're you hit on it there, Justin, with um, you know the the different process and you know uh, something as simple as you know when you're carbonating your beer, Mike, uh, you probably put uh, you know just continuous pressure on a keg, right? And sure. you let over time. I had an extra week this time, so right. I did that. Yeah. And commercial brewery, what he's probably doing is, I mean, he may just put pressure on it and leave it sit, but 
oftentimes what's done is you hook up a carbonation stone and then you bubble CO2 through it. And every mm. once in a while, I mean, you pressurize, you bubble CO2 and pressurize, and then you bleed it off at the top and then you do it again. And because you can't wait, you know, a week or two for carbonation because the tank space needs to be used again. It costs yeah. you money. Yeah, that's what he yeah. mentioned that in so the interview. That you want to, you want to get it out of there as quick as you can. So you tend to burp it and, and, bubble CO2 and burp it and bubble CO2. And I think when you do that burping, you may lose some character, too, in bubbling the CO2 through it. Yeah. So something like that could definitely play a role. Even if the if the dry hop, for example, in Tasty's beer went in really after it had reached terminal gravity, right, right, as right. opposed to maybe Kyle puts it in and there's still a point or two left to go. Sure. Well, he sure. puts it in after on day three. Oh, is that what he said? Yeah, yeah. He right. puts it on uh, day three. Uh, which, of course, I did the same thing. <laughs> Never done this before. You did, okay. And uh, I, I checked my gravity, and I was like it to about eighty percent to to terminal gravity. I was, uh-huh. you know, I did a little bit of math, and I figured terminal it would be ten. It ended up being twelve. But so I, I figured out, you know, where I was, and just to make make a note because I mean, you know, it's something different. I want to see if I can if I want to do it again. You know, wh- where was I? So I, so I did that, and then, yeah, and then he, he does again after three more days, and then another one after three days after that. Three editions, three days apart. Mm-hmm. And it's a different way of doing it. And, uh, you know, he capped it. He caps it after the, uh, when he drives, at the first edition, he caps the fermenter. Oh, okay. Hmm. Uh, of course, I'm not doing that. I can't, I don't have a capable fermenter that, uh. Well, if you're capping it there and then you're opening it and adding more dry hops, I mean, you get a rush of CO2 out of that thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's got a lot to go. I'm sure he's, yeah, he's going to let it off. Right, right, right. So, huh. Well, it's interesting. I like, I really like that there's other different, uh, potential differences this time rather than just an age in the beer. Because because they're so similar, it's nice to be able to think about what else might cause aroma differences like that. You remember back to the Fuller show when you brought back, uh, the Fuller's beers, pasteurized, non-pasteurized, yeah. and, and those were fresh, you know, brewed around the same time, Chad brewed around the same time, and there was those little fermentation things that needed to be done, those weird, you know, up and down on the temperature, right? and that made a difference, and then pasteurization made a huge difference, uh, you know, and it wasn't until he, Chad did the, the British malts and all those changes in fermentation temperature that I said didn't matter. <laughs> right. And uh, we had the non-pasteurized beer that there was, like, totally cloned. Right. Yeah. Big differences. So yeah. little things like that, yeah, they can make a big difference. Yeah. That's why, you know, doing the show is so educational. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You have to do things I've never done before. I'm sort of made to. Yeah. Well, another winner for Tasty, damn it. Yeah, well. How about that? Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and another good, another beer that's going to make you popular at parties, man. Oh, yeah. That was a big yeah, hit at this Friday he wasn't popular party. enough already. <laughs> right. They were carrying me out there on their shoulders. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're drunk as hell. Though. I'm pretty sure Tasty now goes through the Can You Brew a Beer list and goes, oh, no, that one's not going to help me at parties. I won't brew that one. Oh, right. I, ju- I jumped on this one. <laughs> oh, yeah, I grabbed this one real quick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's got some other good. By the way, Jamil, I get first pick on all these. Don't send, don't blast email those out to the okay. to the brewing crew. I get first That's choice. That's fair. That's fair. Right. <laughs> yeah, okay. That is fair. All right, let's see here. Uh, recipe for Kern River uh, Citra Double IPA. Um, batch size always for the last coming up on seven years is uh, uh, six gallons. 
anticipated uh, gravi- starting gravity is 1070 or 17.05 Plato. Anticipated SRM is 6, IBU 72.4 using the uh, Rager formula. That's at 70% efficiency. The grains, 82% or 6.25 kilograms of uh, domestic uh, pale malt. 4.6% or 350 grams of carapils. 4.6%, 350 grams Munich malt. 2.2% or 170 grams of wheat malt, 4.6%, 350 grams crystal 10, and 2.2% or 170 grams of honey malt. And all those uh, specialty malts, except for the honey malt, are from Brees. As far as hops, uh, 25 grams nugget at 10% alpha acid, uh, 60 minutes. 25 grams citra. At 10.5% alpha acid, 30 minutes. 25 grams citra at 15 minutes. 25 grams citra at 10 minutes. 25 grams citra at 5 minutes. 33 grams citra uh, in the dry hop. 15 grams uh, amarillo in the dry hop. And then another round of dry hopping, 20 grams of citra. 26 grams of amarillo. And then uh, 31 grams of citra to finish up. The yeast is uh, White Labs WLP001. Cal Ale, or uh, let's see here, uh, and uh, sacrification rest is 148 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, notes, let's see, their whirlpool is 20 minutes, so you might want to adjust your late hops for that. Uh, they ferment around 67 degrees Fahrenheit. This beer should finish around 1010. They have a kind of a hard water. The dry hops are done at 67 degrees Fahrenheit. The first dry hop is citra at 33 grams and amarillo at 15 grams. On the third day, you add 20 grams of citra. On the third day after that, you add 26 grams of amarillo. On the third day after that, you add another 31 grams of citra. All right. Interesting recipe. What a great hop bill, especially in the dry (laughs) hop there that... Oh, well, yeah, he's citrus using uh, amarillo, a lot of really amarillo. good, expensive hops. That's, <laughs> right. It's not fair, really. Well, he's so lucky with it. What, is it, what do you say, seven-barrel batches or something? So, right, right. Uh, he doesn't need as much as everybody else, so he can still do citra. And uh, well, I guess you can get citra, but uh, you can get it, but it's like 30, $32 to get. a pound. Is it really expensive? Yeah, yeah. Homebrewers, I mean. Yeah. Hard, hard to come by even for pro brewer. I'm lucky. I, I got a lot of contracts on Citra. Okay. So yeah. I'm able to trade for everything else because I have Citra. Oh, <laughs> great. It's like Good the, call. Uh, yeah. Currency of the, war, the realm. It's funny that that's how you have to think about it as a commercial brewer. Is, you know, you're like not drugs. Waste, you're not wasting your money on Citra hops or, or other right. popular hops that you're not going to use because right. you can trade them. Oh, yeah. You just offer them up and people are like, yeah, yeah, I'll take them. Wow. Um, and I'm not trying to hoard them. I mean, it's what I think we're going to need, but I've had enough to... You know, a little bit over where I was able to trade for something else to do something else. So, got it. Yeah, good, uh, great good recipe. recipe yeah. All right, let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll wrap up with uh, more thoughts from uh, Tasty's Brew Day after this. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own Magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the Home Brewed Chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your home brew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. 
John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read your way to better homebrew. And now, Northern Brewer presents What If Homebrewers Ruled the World? Ladies and gentlemen, if you'll follow me, I will lead you into the gallery area. Now, the first piece up for sale today is a Jamil Zena Chef original, a bottle of 1997 vintage Evil Twin. Oh, I see. A bidding for this one-of-a-kind piece will start at 7,000 pounds. And if you'll continue to follow me, ladies and gentlemen, I can show you a rather abstract piece from Bay Area brewer Justin Crossley. It's a German Doppelbach entitled Justin's Giant Bach. The brewer's notes here indicate that this beer had excellent mouthfeel. Listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months until the next that, meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now, it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in a can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of their 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Their new Snaplock stainless steel camlock fittings will make connecting your pump or heat exchanger quick and easy. Or check out their exclusive paintball tank-based draft beer equipment. They even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. Hi, this is John from Grain and Grape. We've been supplying brewers in Australia for 21 years, and for all that time we've been working to offer the best service around, including free fortnightly all-grain brewing demos, 90 varieties of malted grain from Belgium, Germany, the US, Britain and Australia, equipment from Browmasters, Kegerators and Crown Urns to the humble brew in a bag bag, 
heaps of hops, Y yeast liquid and fermenters and Danstar dried yeast cultures, fresh work kits made at Mountain Goat Brewery and on the 200 litre Browmaster right here in the warehouse. We also sponsor and support brewing clubs and comps, the Australian National Home Brewing Conference, Aussie Home Brewer Forum and heaps more. Mostly though, 100 years of brewing experience means that we can give you the best advice on your next recipe, your new system or that brewing problem that needs a solution. Mention the Brewing Network next time you order online or by phone for freight free on your next order. Check out grainandgrape.com.au for conditions. All right, we're back. Enjoying some great beer. Some great discussions about brewing. This is the salt the show's all about. Kind of really enjoy because it uh, makes me think, you know. Yeah, I always like to uh, get forced to do things I've never done before. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, in that dry I, I, hopping, see, I, I Now I do. I used to and used to. Right. I said, this sucks. Why don't I have to do it? Let me do it my way. Right. But it's, you know, because <laughs> you know, for, you know, for fear of not, of, you know, not cloning not, not it. Not cloning yeah. it. <laughs> He's just like, or, I'll do anything. <laughs> or cloning it and then not being able to tell people that, well, you know, what, you know how you right. do clone it. Uh, I, yeah, I have to follow directions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah to read the notes. It's, it's a good lesson for all of us. Yes. It's expanding my brewing prowess, believe me. Well, just think, well, even this beer, right? Uh, before I was on this show, 30-minute uh, hop edition would just be a 30-minute hop edition. But no, not, that's my Whirlpool edition, right? I, I'm leaving that there on my... On my sheet, but I'm actually doing a you know a 20 minute whirlpool like Kyle, right? When I made right, this beer, right? Because we know to do that now. Yep, we're not to calculate. It. Well, and the other thing about following instructions, you gotta follow instructions in the bedroom, right? Whatever she says, yes. Whatever she says, mm-hmm. That's right. or whatever he says. <laughs> However you go, I actually it's prefer, okay. I actually prefer to be the master, not the slave. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and you know what? That usually works out better for everybody. <laughs> do you? Good to know. You yeah. know when you're when you're shopping for your masterly <laughs> items. Maybe I should read it today. I seem to be in the mood. Do you, do you, do you, <laughs> do you ever check out AdamandEve.com? Oh, I've I've got I've had orders with them. Sure. Oh yeah, because I tell you, fellas, you don't believe all the women that don't have dildos. Fellas, gals, no, I'm sorry. you know, <laughs> and anybody you know transitioning from one to the other. You're looking to spice things up in the bedroom. Been fantasizing about surprising you love with an adventurous new toy or adult movie. Here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com. For a limited time only, you get 50% off just about any one item out of the store. they got thousands, literally thousands and thousands of items in their store. You can buy an item, 50% off, and when you do, you get three free adult DVDs, you get a free extra gift, uh, and top it all off, they'll throw in free shipping yeah. on your entire order. It's it's a great deal. If it, you know, Check it out. Great sponsor and uh, lots of good items in there. And again, you're buying one item at 50% off, and their prices aren't ridiculous. You're getting one item, half price, and then you get the the DVDs for free. You get the free shipping. You get the free gift. Really hard to beat. What you do is uh, when you're at checkout, you use the, the offer code CANYOUBREW, C-Y-B-I, uh, on the offer code, and then you're going to get the three DVDs. You're going to get the free gift. You're going to get the free shipping. Just use that offer code CANYOUBREW it at adamandeve.com today. And yeah. then the party starts. Upgrade yeah. your equipment. I mean, you know, you, you guys all got this shit. If you don't, Upgrade you should. your equipment. It's just if you're cra- running a, like just, a little... Takes a lot of pressure off a guy though, here and there, you know? Get yourself right. an 18-incher, really. 
Yeah, yeah. Or, uh, yeah, yeah. He's talking it's about penis pump, too. Yeah. Uh, we we oh, have yeah. to get uh, a Graham in here to do a completely different kind of equipment upgrade show. <laughs> there you go. You know. Yeah, like, you know, you know those things get cracked. They, you know, they harbor germs. You got to get new ones. <laughs> right. <laughs> they get cracked. How do they get cracked? That's what I want to Well, well yeah, they're a little in, hard use. They're yeah, in a crack environment. To, he likes to be the boss, you know. They're in the crack. They, <laughs> they, they get the get crack. Cracked. Upgrades. I love it. <laughs> Upgrades. Yeah, right. it's a free upgrade program. BN Army. Yeah. Oh, so, CYBI. Right. So back to, back to your uh, oh, the brewing. Back to your brew day. Yeah. yeah uh, speaking of, uh, yeah, back to the, the brew day. How, uh, how, how, anything anything special about your brew day that you think people should know? Yeah. Other than, you know, well, follow, follow, it was what, raining. follow what you were told as far as, uh, you know, <laughs> the, the hopping patterns and everything else. All right. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So when I... Uh, Accepted this challenge. Uh-huh. Uh, immediately looked over the recipe, and of course I knew it was going to have citra. So I, you know, I added up all the uh, citra requirements, <laughs> and then I borrowed some money from somebody <laughs> and uh, ordered like whatever the pounds of citra I need. Because I, our recipe here is six gallons. I made you know twelve gallons, so I can spread the love around. Yeah, and, I probably could have hooked you up with the citra. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe you can bank me some. Uh, you know what I mean, like. <laughs> Give it back. Repay me in kind. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that'd be the same thing. Then I can make some more of this beer because I love it. And uh, there we go. It's a panty dropper for sure. <laughs> right. Or a shirt lifter. Depending what on. Do I, what do you care? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't it's want you. To, I, I don't want you to do either one. <laughs> no offense, but I don't want you doing no, no, either. No, 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 no. Oh, you're talking about somebody else. I'm All talking right. about the girls. Okay. All right. All right. Yes. Uh, unless I didn't say women. All right. So. <laughs> Yeah, you get a Why do I six year old a glass of this <laughs> what a, what? instantly. Doesn't take long at all. Oh man, <laughs> this is going to shit. Oh. Anyway, I was uh, when I looked it over, I was surprised at the the low starting gravity, ten seventy, right? So yeah, uh, yeah, from the interview and everything, obviously he's he's trying to finish it ten uh, ten, right? And and I look, oh yeah, so I see he's mashing at uh, one forty eight for sixty minutes. So he's definitely looking for a uh, highly fermentable wort. Mm-hmm. Ten seventy is a low starting gravity. I thought for trying to get a you know a double IPA, and, huh. and then right. I think, of course, I think that my beer is seven, came out to seven seven. I think his comes out to seven eight. Yeah. I, I got I didn't, I didn't get ten ten. I got ten twelve. Which of course we can't we can't tell. Give me a comparison. What's uh, Evil Cousin starting gravity? Jamil, do you know? Oh, we start around sixteen Plato, which um, it's up on the board is, there. Since we're we're pompous. Um, Oh yeah, he like finishes. A, a, well, about sixteen Plato, and then um, we finish out at uh, like one Plato, one oh oh four. So that's below ten seventy on your. I know, but he finishes at four. You hear that? Oh, right. How in the hell does he do that? We get eight percent. I know. see. Kyle can't do it. I can't do it. Okay. All right. Sorry. Well, I got this guy, Chris Kennedy. What do you got? Enzymes going there? Come on, <laughs> let's have it. Well, we use we use sugar. Oh, oh, some we percent use, sugar. We use dextrose, yeah. Oh, what percentage your, of your base, of your whole Um, bill? You know, we started out with four sacks. Yeah, <laughs> thanks know, a lot. Yeah, 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 great, great. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, 50 pounds of sacks. Wow. 200 pounds. Um, yeah, was, what percent was, of your sugar? It was less than 10, about 10%. About 10%. Well, that's not But uh, we've backed off, and now we use three sacks. Mm-hmm. Um, Because we're trying to push it Because you were going, up, coming in too know, high? Oh, oh, well, we're coming in. Well, that and... Instead of 04, I want to get around, you know, 06, maybe. Okay. You know, I felt it was just a little, you know, when it when it got warm, it mm. seemed just a little too thin to me. So, 
you know, you got to tread that line of, you know, how the beer is served. So I wanted just a little bit more. Well, when I'm drinking of, your, of that beer, it's not, you know, not in any way, you know, sweet or over malted. No. So you can certainly tweak in that direction. Right, right. Yeah, well, we want it fairly dry. We want the hops to really pop. Anyway, this, uh, the, yeah, the the low mashing temperature and the lower star OG going for this 1010 uh, was a little bit of a surprise to me, but I went for it. I did the full 60 minute because I was looking for the you know the full effect of that 148 degrees uh, mash. Uh, well, one thing I like about that is that it is not a overly bitter beer, so I wonder if that yeah. is is kind of a result of of those equations he's doing there well he's got he's got you know uh four four point six percent crystal malt and four point six percent uh carapil so he's he's got a lot of sh- you know malt backbone in this beer i mean okay could, yeah it's already been you know uh pretty much decided at the uh, maltster what your what your uh residual sugar is going to be based on the you know what you're adding in by recipe that's still and the honey malt maybe that, maybe it's like 60 ibu hmm. you know it's not it's not 120, you know. No, no, no. no. Okay. Well, the calculation that. was, I think, 72. I see. Using the Rager formula, and I don't think it's quite that. Yeah. Uh, that helps. Yeah, it's not a 100 IBU beer for, by any means. No, mm-hmm. no. All right. You know, more a lot of the, more about the flavor. It's all about, it's really the hot flavor is what drives it. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Uh, but there's a, there is a, a good malt character. I like the idea that he, he did 4.6% Munich malt. Cause I, I really get that. That really mm-hmm. gives the beer a real good IPA character. I think any good IPA... It's going to have some some amount of Munich malt. I like the wheat. You know, gives the beer a nice good good head retention and uh, adds a little bodiness and fruitiness to the beer. And the honey malt, I can't I can't I can't perceive it in there, but it's two point two percent, which isn't a lot, but it's got to add something to the to the character mm-hmm. of the beer because it is it does tend to dominate a beer. I've noticed it doesn't take much to get to get some honey effect. Uh, the difference I had was uh, mash. Everything went fine. The the, the mash production was, was normal. Uh, it's raining outside. But other than that, uh, I, on different so way, I deviated from the recipe as I used uh, Warrior instead of Nugget at, uh, at sixty minutes. Uh, you just didn't have it, or I, did, I didn't have it, or didn't bother to get it. It's just a uh, thirty-two IBUs of uh, Warrior instead of Nugget. We we can't tell the difference. I doubt if anybody could. Yeah, no. Just a, just a raw base bittering we're doing there. Is that is that choice just based on your own experience with Warrior that you knew it? Could yeah, it's it's real neutral. I knew yeah. Nugget has some some character, but it it's not one of those hops I associate with having some carryover. Okay, used at sixty minutes. So it's right. not maybe late, sure, but not at sixty. So I, I thought I was fine, getting, and I doing that. And I think and I think that worked out well. Again, the recipe says thirty minute addition of Citra. I did not do that. I put that same amount in it flame out. Uh, and then uh, did what Kyle did was a twenty minute uh, whirlpool rest. Um, then everything else was uh, just pretty much as described. I did the, after three days. I did the first uh, dry hop charge. Uh, I, I dropped the yeast, uh, which a little uncomfortable doing. Usually, you know, I, I figure that there's still some yeast in the bottom that needs to be there. But like Kyle says, there's plenty of yeast in solution uh, mm-hmm. to finish your beer. Again, I was 80% to attenuation. So, of course, that he's correct, and it worked out fine. It got all the attenuation I, I could, I wanted, and uh, and uh, I was not uh, putting the dry off on top of yeast, which is uh, mm-hmm. like throwing it away as far as I'm concerned. And then I got the harvest of yeast for the next batch of beer that way, too. Oh, great. Yeah, so very nice. So, yeah, I did. I think, I think the uh, Amarillo... Uh, in combination with a citra, sort of mediates a citra a little bit. I, mm-hmm. I've had a lot of citra beers. That's the only thing they use late is citra. 
and it just seems to dominate the beer. It just kind of mm. like all you get is this this real lime or more citrusy than passion fruit kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The amarillo to me seems to mediate that. It seems to bring mm. that out. I think that's uh, I think that's the real trick in this beer is the uh, mm. the two dry hops. I think also just with the the different varieties of citrus fruits that those two hops have are what makes for that Mai Tai aroma, the, the, the multiple tropical right. fruits, rather than just, right. if it was just Amarillo yeah. or just Citra, yeah. you, we might have only named a couple. Uh-huh. But, you know, Jamil listed off, a, it's it's you know, five, six different, right. really. So I think that, that is a good combination. Well, I'm seeing a lot of that. Another beer I made, uh, it's some beer, it had three dry hops. It had Columbus, uh, a beer that was. Oh, I know. I'm not, I just made my uh, tasty APA, and I'm doing that. Where I'm adding three different dry hops. Mm-hmm. I think there's some, there's gonna something to that. I think it's gonna. I'm, I'm gonna see if I, I notice a difference. It's just an American pale ale, so it's gonna be somewhat dominated by the dry hops. So I'm gonna see if I can tell a, a difference. I think every, all, most of the recipes we're getting, a lot of guys are doing that. Yeah, more than one one dry hop. Mm-hmm. A, you know, and I'm with you on the part where you know the first time I had a citra beer, I, I you know I fell in love with it. I just thought, well, this is great. But by the fifth or sixth time I had a different citra beer, you really can pick out. It's I'm not saying that it takes uh, over the beer. Yeah, it, it's somewhat singular. The citra. It's a wonderful character that it has, but adding something to it, you're right, that can can carry it along a little better is a good idea. Right, I'm with you on that. All right, yeah, another uh, fine attempt for you, and another great well, show. Uh, much thanks to uh, Kern River Brewing. Yeah, thanks, Pushy Kyle. Jacked and. Uh, uh, all you listeners for, for putting those requests in there. If you've got beers that you want us to clone, send your request in to Can You Brew It, spelled out at thebrewingnetwork.com. And uh, we'll be sure to, to try and uh, honor those requests as soon as we can. There's, there's just a bunch. And uh, if you get a chance and you want to help uh, support the Brewing Network, if you enjoy this show, go check out the Brewing Network store. Yeah, go to thebrewingnetwork.com slash store. They got hats, shirts, glassware, books, all sorts of great things in there. When you buy those things, all goes to the bottom line of the Brewing Network and helps support this sort of thing. Uh, check out our great sponsor, uh, Northern Brewer, uh, northernbrewer.com. They've got uh, a lot of great things, so uh, you can uh, check them out. And uh, until then, Bruce Strong. And often. Network Sunday session is brought to you by More Beer. Grow your own fresh hops. It's